Hey everybody, good morning. I, yeah, it's it's still morning. It's late morning. It's ten ten oh eight a.m. on Tuesday the 29th. Just another day in the neighborhood. Oh man. Yeah, it's a pretty good day. Yesterday it was a pretty bad day, weather-wise. My daughter was super sick. She had like 104 fever. It's pretty stressful. Today, though, she's feeling good. Look good, feel good. Weather's nice. Blue skies. Can't complain. Could complain, but it wouldn't do anybody any good. And first world problems. Because as I've always said, I live in America. And my problems are nothing compared to everybody else's that does not live in the United States. And that is a 100% fact. Unless you live in Houston right now. Or just East Texas in general. Because they are getting shit on right now. I think I saw a thing yesterday that said that Houston got like 18 inches of rain Sunday. I mean that's like, that's insane. They threw up like some ridiculous stat that said that there was like 9 trillion gallons of water covering Houston. It said that you would have to like, you'd have to like leave your shower on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for like over a million years for you to be able to use that much water that's been like poured out on the city. That's insane, dude. That's so crazy. And it's like, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I remember seeing this thing, um, Joe, Joe Rogan podcast, episode 911, Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo are the guests that are on there. Now you may say to yourself right now, Jesus, Dylan, what kind of fanboy are you that you know all that? It's not that, I swear. It's just that I listened to it like last week while I was at work. And um, that's the only reason that I know what number it is and who was on it and stuff. But I, you would remember Alex Jones. Or maybe not Eddie Bravo, but you'd remember Alex Jones. But Alex, Alex Jones was talking about how the United States, how we've, there have been, there's apparently patents that you can look up for machines and they're basically it's the government uses the the Doppler radar they use all the Doppler radar towers across the United States to control the weather and they don't use the Doppler radar they don't use the radar because to to control the to the weather the Doppler radar was introduced because it controlled the weather but they said that the weather companies could use it to tell what was happening and that was that that was the cover up but so that's a pretty that's a pretty loose explanation of it that's you know it's probably a, a bad one but the main thing is that there are people that believe the government controls the weather. Now, if you choose to believe that, which I don't know what kind of person you are, if you do choose to believe that, because, I don't know, there's some pretty juicy conspiracies out there if you dig deep enough. But anyway, um, you know, there's if you choose to believe in that, it does seem... It's, it's almost like it's a convenient thing to believe in. 
And if you believe in that, then it's probably really easy for you to say, it's like, well, what's the world, what does America need right now? We've got all this stuff, all this tension and everything going on right now, all this stuff that's happening. What, is the, what does America need? America needs a distraction. And so what happens? A hurricane happens. Devastating hurricane. You know, there's probably thousands of people that have died. Millions are homeless, you know. It's told this is it's her this is her this event right this hurricane that hit Houston Hurricane Harvey was Katrina all over again. And there are people that are saying that Hurricane Harvey is worse than Katrina was. Now I don't know that to be true or not. I'd have to look up by the numbers how that went, but it's a pretty big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's pretty devastating. And, you know, but again, it's uh, on the conspiracy th side, it just fits in pretty perfectly with or conveniently with what's going on. I think that it's obviously just a tragic event. I would like to believe that there's nobody behind it. I like to believe that that power is impossible. However, we know exactly what it takes to create a hurricane and we know exactly what it takes to be able to force the direction of a hurricane. Like, you know, hurric hurricanes directly follow warm water. That's what makes them worse is, is warm water. And so if you have a way to create warm water and create a path of warm water, it would make perfect sense that you'd be able to, you'd be able to control a hurricane. I mean, you'd, the, the building part, I think, would be the most difficult piece because I think that takes some stuff. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm, you know, totally getting totally crazy with it. But I, I think it would totally be possible. Technology and stuff that we have, I mean, I, I don't think that that's totally out of the realm of possibility. I think it would cost a ton of money. And, you know, I do think that, you know, the, the Pentagon or whoever it is, they must, when the, the budget committee does these stuff, they mysteriously, you know, billions of dollars mysteriously come up missing, you know, and stuff like that happens. So it's like, oh, it's totally believable. It could totally happen, you know. Oh, geez. Excuse me. That one came out of nowhere. Um... But it's totally possible for something like that to happen, I guess, you know, if you want to, if you want to believe in it, or maybe not if you even want to believe in it, if you just think about it, you could say, eh, it's possible. You just, you have to acknowledge that it's possible, just like you've got to acknowledge that it's impossible, because you never know, unless you're the guy that's running the, that's running the thing, you, you will never know, you'd never know it. And so it's the unsurety. It's like, it's like religion. You know what I mean? Like, personally, I believe in a God, but I can't say with 100% certainty that there is one. I want to, I want to believe one in one just because, just because it makes more, it's, it makes more sense for me to believe that than to believe everything just happened. Everything just happened out of nothing for no reason at all. Like that, that is harder for me to believe than there's a, there's a creator out there. There's a, uh you know, what, I don't know if you want to call it a divine being or, or whatever, but the, there's, there's a grand architect. That's what, that's, I guess, a good way to put it. But I don't know with a hundred percent certainty. I'm only going off my, I'm only going off my faith for what I, what I would choose to believe in. 
but I don't know with 100% certainty. And I, I can't blame anybody else around me for, for believing or not believing in the same thing or believing in something different because that's what you believe in. That's what, that's what pulls you. That's what is, is driving you on the inside. You know, it's not anybody's fault and it's not like it's a problem or anything like that. You know, like 95% of humans, human beings on the earth believe that there's a, believe that there is some kind of, some form of higher power. You know, so it's a common trend in humanity. It's easy to believe that. But like I said, that maybe it's because it's easier for us to understand that or to believe that. than like I said, everything just spawned out of nothing for no reason. It just happened. Boom. You know, it's sort of sort of a weird thing to consider. But I was listening to a thing yesterday where they were talking about theories of the universe. And, you know, one of them is the fact that, you know, there's a, there's always, you know, alternate or multiple universe theory. And part of it is that, you know, there's this other larger universe that's, that's rocking. That's going, you know, bat, that's just not really rocking, but it's sort of, it's wobbling. And as part of that wobble, a little section of it sort of pinches and breaks off from the from that universe and that sort of spawned our universe or there's the other thing that just says that time has been going on for so long that we can't see far enough back to be able to know what happened but that the universe is always expanding and contracting and when it contracts it gets down to that small infin infinitesimal whatever you call it point and then boom explodes and that's what we consider the big bang but nothing changed really it's just the cycles of the universe how it works it expands it contracts it blows it expands it contracts it blows that's how it is and i mean that's kind of cool to believe in you know i guess but again it's still hard for some people to wrap their minds around it and you know I can't, I don't, I don't blame anybody for not being able to get that. I, I, I understand it in the sense, uh, you know, that I understand how, uh, a car works, you know, I know the basic fundamentals of it, what gets it to move and everything, but like if an engine were to blow up, I, or, or something were to happen, I can't exactly say with a hundred percent certainty, I'd know how to fix it. I know how it works. I know the, the process of it. I understand internal combustion engines. I would like to think pretty well. But if something happened to it, I don't think I could fix it. I might be able to give a pseudo-diagnosis on it, maybe half-assed. But, you know, I couldn't do anything about it. So that's the same way that I understand this whole, the, you know, maybe the way the universe was created or whatever. But at least I would like to believe that it was created with intent. Or that we were created with intent. Not that it just happened, you know, that everything happens for no reason, you know. But again, I can't say with 100% certainty, because I don't know, because you weren't there. If you weren't there, if you don't know, even if somebody that was there told you, and you told me, I still wouldn't know because I wasn't there. And you wouldn't know either, because you weren't there. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of one of those things. So, but... You know, the deal with this hurricane, obviously, super tragic. Sucks pretty bad. I mean, it's awful when this kind of stuff happens. In the United It's awful when it happens anywhere. But obviously, it hits close to home when it's the United States. Dude, and I, I love Texas. Like, seriously. People that have not been to Texas do not understand how great Texas is. Like... 
Texas, and a lot of people don't also understand, Texas is a lot closer to being its own country than California is. People keep talking about this Calexit thing. No, no, no. If you're thinking about Calexit, you're stupid. California relies on what the government offers way, way too much. Texit, okay, Texas exit, that's what you need to be looking into. That's what you need to worry about because Texas has everything that it needs to be able to sustain, sustain itself without the United States national government. They've got their own electrical grid. They have their own oil fields and oil refineries. They've got their own agriculture. They've got all of their, their, you know, they have all their major economic needs. They can set up trade with, uh, with Mexico and stuff like that. I mean, Texas has everything that they would need to go out and do their own deal. 100%. 100% they do. There's no way that you can, can argue that. And so, like, uh, if, uh, people truly do not understand how awesome Texas is. I mean, it's such a cool place. I went to San Antonio last year, and it was, like, the most fun that I've had, like, on a vacation in a while. I couldn't go with, like, my wife and kid, and that sucked. But, I mean, and I was only there for two days. But I went, had some great food, you know, had some gr I had some awesome tacos. I had Jack in the Box. Um, I had, um, I went down and saw the Alamo. You know, and here's one great thing about Texas that I think is just so underrated and what needs to be adopted everywhere in the United States. Texas has, in San Antonio, they had road signs that said that in the event of an accident, if it is a non-injury collision and both cars are still, you can, you can still operate the vehicle, that you need to move off of the road or you'll be fined. I think that we need that so bad because I hate being stuck in traffic only to find out the only reason that we're stuck in traffic is because two idiots got into a fender bender a little just squirrel tap accident and then decided to sit there in the middle of the road with their thumbs up their ass and wait for the cops to get there and tell them what to do that is the stupidest thing ever you know I've been pretty fortunate in my driving career and I've only been in one accident that was my fault and it was one of those little fender bender squirrel tap things and the woman that I rolled into, because um, I did, I rolled into her, wanted to sit in the middle of the road. And I was like, we're blocking up traffic. This is on a turn, a one-lane turn. Like, we can't sit here. We need to go. And I made her get off the road, and we stopped in a Barnes & Noble parking lot and wait for the cops. Waited for the cops. Sorry. It really sucked, because I had, like... I was on the way to work. This was, like, years ago when I worked at Best Buy. I was, like, on the way to work and it was raining and I, I stopped I had already come to a safe stop behind this woman and um, I was what was I doing oh I was stopped and there was somebody coming up behind me there was a guy hauling ass in this truck behind me and it's raining and it, it hadn't been raining for a while and you know when it rains and the it's the roads are the roads are slicker when it's like 30 seconds into a rain or like five minutes into a rain than it is any other time because all the oils and stuff like that on the street have surfaced and it's like it's the worst possible surface to drive on it's like they've just greased the wheels you know it's it's ridiculous and so 
this guy's hauling ass and so i'm like jesus he's not he's not gonna stop he's gonna hit me he's gonna hit me and so i'm like watching this guy and i'm like easing off the brake like rolling forward but i'm not paying attention to the woman in front of me i'm only looking in the rearview mirror at this guy coming up on me and he ends up not hitting me but then in the process of him not hitting me i had like one mile an hour rolled into the back of this woman's car and bumped it and i was like son of a bitch because the car was still in my dad's name at that point, and that was going to be a fun conversation telling him about this accident. But, you know, nothing happened. My insurance didn't go up. Her insurance didn't do anything. No claims were filed. Actually, like six months after the wreck, she tried to file a claim and said that her that her bumper was cracked on the inside. Tried to file like a $1,200 claim. And insurance like denied the fuck out of that. It was hilarious. But, um, yeah. It made me like want to go. I remember like I like had this plan, like if for f her filing, I was just gonna like go and find her and just like fuck her car up. But I, that was like I was a different I was a different person then, and I like would have done it. I was a, I was a lot more of an asshole then. Because <laughs> now I would just be like glad that nobody did anything, and I'd just you know tell her to go eat a dick, but and and be done with it because she's being such a dick. But my dad was like, you know. Because we didn't really do anything, the cop took a report and that was it, but we never really reported it to our insurance. Um, my dad had, my dad was like, you know, her husband was probably mad at her because she never reported anything and uh, made a big deal about it, and he probably forced her into doing something, which sounds likely because she was okay. She was in a hurry. She was pissed that I bumped into her because we had to wait for the police and we knew they were going to take forever because she was going to lunch with some people and stuff. So she was just mad that we had to wait and stuff. She didn't even care because there was no damage and everything like that. So it wasn't a big deal. But, you know, it was, it was a, a pretty chill thing. But, you know, we got off the, we got off the road to, to bring it back. We got off the road. But there's too many times that people get in these little fender benders and they don't. They just sit there like idiots in the middle of the road blocking up traffic. It's the most annoying thing ever. The worst thing ever. I hate when people do that. I hate it. So we really need to bring that, what Texas offers, that road sign. That needs to come here because that would just make life a, a, not so much easier, but it would be a little bit easier for driving because it already kind of sucks and in my area where I am because I, I would like to think that most Kentucky or the Lexington area, I don't know, but Kentucky... Drivers are, are pretty drivers are pretty decent, you know, they're not great really anywhere I don't think you know, there's a lot worse places that they could be, you know Drivers if from if you're from New York chances are you drive like shit if you're from Ohio or you're from Tennessee You drive like shit if you're from if you're from Indiana. I don't know and not that bad, but not that great either. I've seen some pretty terrible Indiana drivers, but most of the people around town here where I live, most of the Lexingtonians or whatever we're called can drive pretty well. We're, we're pretty good, pretty conscious drivers, offensive slash defensive. It's a good balance, you know what I mean? Um, and so we're pretty savvy as far as that kind of shit comes, except when the rain comes. When it starts raining here, people lose their mind. People could not handle it here. They're the worst drivers ever. It's like, it's like as soon as it starts raining and everybody's like flips the switch, it's like, oh, I, time, time to turn my Corolla into bumper cars. Like that's, that's like what it is. That's like how people act. That's, it get, they get so bad, so stupid.
And admittedly, you know, like I've some, there's been times when I have not driven the best when it rains, but it's been weird stuff. Like weird stuff has happened. Like I remember one time I was driving and it was my, the first car I ever got, 1989 uh, Dodge Aries K. It was a, the car was super fun, super fun to drive. And um, waste, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. And um, now that I look back on it, at least I liked that car a lot. It had a great sound system because I bought, bought the car for a dollar and put a $500 stereo in it. It was pretty, pretty cool. But anyway, um, that car had brand new tires. And I remember one day I was coming down the road and I went to slow down and stop and I just started sliding. And it's like, whoa, what the hell is this? You know, it wasn't cold outside. It's not like it was black ice or something. I guess I just hit like a banana, slipped on like a Mario Kart banana peel and just like started sliding. Like, I don't know. It was, it was weird. But, you know, stuff happens and you do stupid shit, you know, in inclement weather. Like when it snows, everybody wants to do donuts. Or at least if you have fun, you do. You know, and, and stuff happens out of that if you're doing it in the wrong place. Like, I remember we were, <laughs> I remember we were in my high school's parking lot, and this kid, I can't remember what his name is, but this kid, he had this old Cadillac. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing donuts in the parking lot in my buddy's pickup truck, and this guy in this Cadillac is doing donuts, <laughs> he puts his car in reverse. And just goes, blam, dude, backs right into a light pole. I mean, he had been going for like 30 seconds. <laughs> he backs into this light pole, drops his car into drive, and just hauls ass out of the parking lot, man. And we didn't see him until school was back in. It was hilarious. But, you know, you do stuff like that. You do stupid stuff. Like, you know, and, and accidents happen. You know, that's why they call them accidents, as my mother would say. Like, I remember, like... Like, I remember when I was a kid, like, my dad would drive me through the neighborhood when it would snow. You know, he he was a construction supervisor. He had a big truck, four-wheel drive. And he would drive me through the neighborhood when the, with the snowpack on the road where the buses, or where the, the city hadn't gone through and plowed. And I would, we, I would be sitting on a sled behind the truck, holding onto a rope, going around the neighborhood. That was what we, that was like, that's dangerous as hell. Like, through a construction area... You know those giant steel, like, dumpsters that they use for, that construction crews use to fill up? Like, those, like, what happens if my dad takes a turn and I swing it wide and I just cream into one of those things? You know? I'd have been, I'd have been dead. I'd have been seriously injured at least. Probably dead, though. Or, like, a few years ago, me and my buddy Morgan were, uh... We were in, at first we were in his truck. Yeah, we were in his truck and we were doing donuts out. I mean, it was just stupid stuff. Middle of the day in his neighborhood, we'd try to go to take a turn and he would just stay on the turn a little bit longer and just hit the gas and swing us around, you know, in, in his little, his, his Ranger. And then later that day, or maybe it was the next day in my car, we came around and I, I ripped the e-brake coming up to his driveway and swung the ass end around and just like, it's it was pretty perfect. It stopped just enough time for me to hit the curb without actually hitting the curb. Like I just, it was like I like slid into a parallel park like how you see on the movies and stuff. It was pretty great. Um, but you do stupid stuff like that, you know, and shit happens. 
accidents happen. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that aren't doing stupid stuff. They're just driving and they just happen to be an idiot in the rain and they wreck, you know, just off of being stupid. And that's it. That's just how it goes. And we got a lot of that here. We have a lot more of that than just people having fun and having an accident. You know, there's a lot more of just they're stupid people. <laughs> a lot more. It's it's really ridiculous. Um, but you know, one part, one part of the problem I think it is here is that um, there's like too many instances here that I've seen of there's like just people not paying attention. It's like people they're driving their car and they just get into the zone. And like maybe that's what makes it that's what makes it so good and so bad. Because you know, like I said, they're driving and like I remember when the Masters was on, they went somewhere. I don't even remember why they were gone, but they went to go and see my stepmom's family. And I remember talking to him on the phone about it and he was like, I've already told her that Wherever we go, somebody needs to be able to pull it up on a, on their phone or on an iPad or on the computer or on TV because I'm I'm not gonna miss the Masters for this. Oh, it was a birthday party. It was one of her grandkids' birthday parties. I think it was my stepsister's kid's birthday party. They went turned two, and they went down there so she could see him. And he was like, "I'm not gonna miss the Masters." And I was like, "You can't record it and just go without it, like one time." It's not going to matter. Because, like, unless something insane happens, it's not like it's going to be on the news. You know? Because it's... I don't know. I just don't think it's that big of... It's not that big of a deal to everybody as it is to him. You know, it's not like the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the World Series or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not that important. It's the Masters. It doesn't really mean too much to anybody else except that one dude and his family. Like, that's it. That's the thing. When you think about when the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the, what do you call it, um, World Series or even, you know, even soccer-wise, the World Cup or, you know, you know, Premier League champions and stuff like that, you know, those are entire organizations that are going to benefit from winning that game, from winning that series, whatever you want to call it. And the entire franchise benefits. Like, top down, everybody catches a break. You know what I mean? If a guy wins the Masters, the only people that benefit from it is him and his caddy, and that's it. And the caddy doesn't benefit nearly as much as the golfer does, you know? So it's not like it's even a split deal. And it's very much a partnership. So, you know. It just, it means more to more people. So therefore it's more important, I believe. But, you know, it is what it is. That's how it goes. That's how that's how we work it out, I guess. It's still fun for some people to watch. Like I said, it's more fun to play than it is to watch. And I respect the game because I know how hard it is. But at the same time, I'm not going to glue myself to a chair for... 12 hours a day for four days to watch, you know, a bunch of guys play. It's so ridiculous. You know, Bill Burr has a good thing about that because he talks about how, uh, he talks about how there's never been a sport where the equipment has been redesigned more to benefit the player than, than golf. 
Like seriously, like if you think about it, like because there's so there's limitations to what the human body can do in the game of golf, so they improve the equipment so much to make you hit far further and hit straighter, or put more of a spin on the ball, put more English on it, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like to benefit the player more. It's insane how much the the equipment's been modified. And it's the only sport that's really like that. You know, that's it's like it. But yeah, you know, it's it's whatever, I guess. It's good. It's a, a, a good time, I suppose, to those who give a shit about it. And I'm unfortunately not <laughs> not one of those people. But oh well. But football season's right around the corner. First week going in right here. I'm super excited for it. Oh gosh, I've been waiting for this all summer. I'm going to be glued to the TV this weekend, or at least on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, because college football's back too. And, you know, I, I am, I'm, I'm a UK fan. You know, you guys know this from the last episode that I did about why UK is the best franchise ever. That was mostly for basketball purposes, though. But, um, you know, I, I'll even, um, I'll even go the distance and we'll, we'll talk, uh, I'll rep, you know, football as far as that's concerned. I was a big advocate last season that UK was going to turn their season around. They were going to go on a late season rally and they were going to make it to the SEC championship game. And there were certain parameters that they would have to have to be able to make it, but they had a legitimate shot to pull it off they had a legit chance to win it if they had if they had beat georgia they would have they probably would have went to the sec championship game there's like not a doubt in my mind like i remember when the masters was on they went somewhere i don't even remember why they were gone but they went to go and see my stepmom's family and i remember talking to him on the phone about it and he was like i've already told her that wherever we go, somebody needs to be able to pull it up on a, on their phone or on an iPad or on the computer or on TV because I'm I'm not gonna miss the Masters for this. Oh, it was a birthday party. It was one of her grandkids' birthday parties. I think it was my stepsister's kid's birthday party. They went turned two, and they went down there so she could see him. And he was like, "I'm not gonna miss the Masters." And I was like, "You can't record it and just go without it, like one time." It's not going to matter. Because, like, unless something insane happens, it's not like it's going to be on the news. You know? Because it's... I don't know. I just don't think it's that big of... It's not that big of a deal to everybody as it is to him. You know, it's not like the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the World Series or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not that important. It's the Masters. It doesn't really mean too much to anybody else except that one dude and his family. Like, that's it. That's the thing. When you think about when the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals or the, what do you call it, um, World Series or even, you know, even soccer-wise, the World Cup or, you know, you know, Premier League champions and stuff like that, you know, those are entire organizations that are going to benefit from winning that game, from winning that series, whatever you want to call it. And the entire franchise benefits. Like, top down, everybody catches a break. You know what I mean? If a guy wins the Masters, the only people that benefit from it is him and his caddy, and that's it. 
And the caddy doesn't benefit nearly as much as the golfer does, you know? So it's not like it's even a split deal. And it's very much a partnership. So, you know. It just, it means more to more people. So therefore it's more important, I believe. But, you know, it is what it is. That's how it goes. That's how that's how we work it out, I guess. It's still fun for some people to watch. Like I said, it's more fun to play than it is to watch. And I respect the game because I know how hard it is. But at the same time, I'm not going to glue myself to a chair for 12 hours a day for four days to watch, you know, a bunch of guys play. It's so ridiculous. You know, Bill Burr has a good thing about that because he talks about how uh, he talks about how there's never been a sport where the equipment has been redesigned more to benefit the player than, than golf. Like seriously, like if you think about it, like, cause there's so there's limitations to what the human body can do in the game of golf. So they improve the equipment so much to make you hit far further and hit straighter or put more of a spin on the ball, put more English on it or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, to benefit the player more. It's insane how much the, the equipment's been modified. And it's the only sport that's really like that, you know? It's, it's like it. But, you know, it's, it's whatever, I guess. It's good. It's a, a, a good time, I suppose, to those who give a shit about it. And I'm unfortunately not, <laughs> not one of those people. But, oh well. But football season's right around the corner. First week going in right here. I'm super excited for it. Oh, gosh, I've been waiting for this all summer. I'm going to be glued to the TV this weekend, or at least on Sunday. Saturday and Sunday because college football's back, too. And, you know, I, I am. I'm, I'm a U.K. fan. You know, you guys know this from the last episode that I did about why U.K. is the best franchise ever. That was mostly for basketball purposes, though. But... Um, you know, I, I'll even, um, I'll even go the distance and we'll, we'll talk, uh, I'll rep, you know, football as far as that's concerned. I was a big advocate last season that UK was going to turn their season around. They were going to go on a late season rally and they were going to make it to the SEC championship game. And there were certain parameters that they would have to have to be able to make it, but they had a legitimate shot to pull it off they had a legit chance to win it if they had if they had beat georgia they would have they probably would have went to the sec championship game there's like not a doubt in my mind 